Welcome to the Life of Christ Series 3, Term 3, and this is uh, Lesson 22. We are continuing on, we are on page 16, and we just looked, in fact I want to go back uh, to page 15, because I said I would. We are, we are looking at the first thing that Jesus said in Luke 4.18, where He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach the Gospel to the poor. We, are look, we looked, first of all, at the fact that... Um, God's Spirit was on Jesus without measure, without limit. That was found in John chapter 3, verse 34. And um, we also looked at Luke chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, in the fact that He gave His disciples, people who weren't born again yet, people who weren't saved. Alright, now that's something that He made a big uh, you know, issue of with Nicodemus. He said, you must be born again. Remember that? So obviously His disciples aren't born again either, and they needed to be, okay? Which is why He's going to insist that He has to go to the cross. Alright, which, which they're not going to understand until after the event. But I want you to notice, even though they're not born again, notice He can still, He called them and gave them power and authority over all demons. That, that is a very, very strong statement. You know, because, because I, I don't know how many times you've heard people saying, oh, you know, some, there are some big demons over that city, and we need all kinds of stuff going on in order to... Uh, have you all heard that? Okay, you know. Uh, the fact is, there is a big demon there. But you don't need a lot to take care of that stuff. You need to know who you are. You need to know who lives in you. And you need to allow that out. Now, let me say this. If you're not in that place, don't take it on. Because you are looking for trouble. Okay? Some people have bigger heads than they have faith. Okay? Do you understand what I just said? Alright? Get a big head and you're going to go down. Pride comes before a fall. So you need to really be careful that, that you are not overestimating yourself. Amen. Be very, very honest with yourself. What I'm telling you is there is a place you can get to where you don't need anything but God. Amen. Oh yes, the seven sons of Sceva. Yes, yes, you. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, man. You know, those are people that needed thermal underwear or something, okay? Because that was not good for them that day. All right. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> I, I want you to notice as well that he was able to send them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now, that's very significant. Now, I want you to think about this for just a minute. It means that they had power imparted to them to be able to heal people. Okay? I really need you to get this. He gave them this power, which means it's transferable. Do you hear me? Okay. I, I, you know, it's time that we, we got a little technical with some of this stuff, because we need to see this. Because we, a lot of times we're just reading it, and it's out there somewhere. And it's all in airy fairy land, and we, we, you know, we miss all the aspects that these things are bringing out. I honestly believe there is so much here that we miss. Because we read it with preconceived ideas, and we, you know, we just think, oh yeah, 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 we, we, we get that. You actually didn't. You missed a whole lot of stuff. So I want you to understand something. In order for him to be able to send them out, he didn't go with them. No. I need you to get this. Because that's what I want to do with you guys. I want to send you out. Okay? 
I'm sure one of the pairs said, Jesus especially, you know, maybe Thomas or something, said, can you come with us? Because I doubt we can do this. <laughs> you know? Jesus said, you go. You'll be able to do this. Wow. Okay? And they went, and they did. Because it says they came back and they were like, even the devils. And he said, yeah, I told you. Okay? Okay? Alright? Get this now. So it's transferable. Which means that once you get it, you can start to help other people walk in it. You getting this? Okay? Okay. Alright. Alright, so I want you to pick up on all these things as we go. So let's move on now. Alright. So I went over here to Mark chapter 16 and I said I want to look at this because this is what gives you the right to do this. So you want to know how? Jesus said, and these signs will follow those who believe. I said this to you before and let me put it on here because Bible college is different to church. Um, I want you to notice it says these signs will follow. Alright? It doesn't say this is all that will follow those who believe. Listen to me. It's saying that this power, once it comes into your life, once you start operating in it, this stuff are just the signs that it's in your life. Which means there are other things you can do. Which is why Jesus said, greater things than these shall you do. Get it? Because he's saying that this is just an indication that power has come. Now you need to work out what all you want to do with that power. Because you can, you can manipulate all kinds of things in this realm when, when you begin to realize that the power that is in you is the power that actually created this realm. And if it is that power that is in you, then you can manipulate this realm. Do you understand that this power isn't a slave to this realm's laws? Get it? Alright? So when people say it's impossible, that's, and then you know what? For them it is. Don't say it's not. For them it is. That's, that's, there is there's something so significant in that. You say yes, it is impossible, now watch. You need to let them know that what they're saying is impossible. If you weren't there, it will be impossible. But you're there. <laughs> okay? So, show me impossible and let me change it. These are signs that will follow. Which means other things are going to start happening around you. Other things are going to start happening around you. Remember when Peter was walking and just people that were in the uh, vicinity of his shadow? It wasn't his shadow, okay? It was that vicinity. were getting healed. Greater things. Okay? More power is starting to happen now. And it's sad that Satan talked us out of that. Can, can I ask you a question? Okay. I want to expand your thinking a little bit. Okay? I, I know we need to get back to this, but you know what? Let me teach you this. If we can just get this, we're on our way. We can we call it a day, go home. In, in heaven, we can continue this series and get through. We have all eternity. Somebody said, yeah, that's how it's going, long it's going to take to where we're going. But anyway... <laughs> Hey, you know, you know, we got a lot of time until we get there. Eternity is a long time. But, you know, let me just say this to you. If that kind of effect, if the power of God is in you to such a degree that it is coming out and affecting the physical realm around you, 
Do you understand what I've just said? Okay? The physical realm is being affected by the power that is, that is just emerging from you. What happens if you walk into a place where nothing grows? What do you think will start happening? Things will start to grow. Are you getting this? These signs will follow those who believe. So you won't, only, you won't only be laying hands on the sick and watching them recover. Wherever you go, things will start to change. Because you're there. Because where you are, God is. Behold, what manner of love is this that we should be called the children of God. Amen. So Jesus says this, and He's starting us off. This wasn't the end. This was the beginning. He says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. Remember, He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me. Can I say this to you? He's anointed you. He has anointed you. You are now anointed. Do you know why? Because He is in you. And if you allow that, the anointing will start to grow. It's there. You're not without it. It's there. Amen? Remember I told you, all of this goes back to one thing. Do you believe? Have you turned the key in your heart? Have you switched it on? We need to learn to switch it on. So much in life comes to constrict our heart, to, to stop you from believing anything. You know, you have to get to the place where you, you just look at things cold and hard and everything else. Do you know what that's doing? Do you know that you have to actually disengage your heart to think that way? To be cold and logical? Because if your heart was involved, guess what? It's not just there to feel sorry for someone, it's there to change the, the whole situation around. If you just knew. But we just see that as being emotional. And let's not be so emotional, let's be, let's be cold, let's be logical, let's, you know, let's think this through. The more you think, the less you do. Okay, back to this. I, I don't know, you, we're not meant to be stupid either, okay? But our thinking is meant to be in a whole other realm. Our wisdom is meant to be foolishness to the world. Do you know why it's foolishness? Because they're trying to logically figure something out. And we're going, oh, we can change that. You're going, are you stupid? What's wrong with you? Until we do something. See, isn't it interesting that they say that the logic itself is, is stupid, but the power is there. They never, never question the power. It's always the logic. It's the thinking that goes with that power that looks stupid to the world. Amen? Okay, never mind. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> so he goes through all this. I don't want to go through this again because I've preached on this before. But he says here again that these signs will follow those who believe. And he says they'll cast out demons, speak with new tongues, take up serpents. I mean, you know, that's anything that's, that's deadly. Even if you ingest something deadly, okay, this, this is external and internal. Do you see that? Deadly serpents, deadly drinking. Okay, one's inside, one's outside. And it won't hurt you, either way. Okay, they will lay hands on the sick, they will recover. They will lay hands on the sick, they will recover. They will lay hands on the sick, they won't think about it. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. 
Now, before you think all oh, this is too hard, and you, <laughs> you wish you were there when Jesus said this, because it would be so much easier to believe, just know that there is a special blessing of grace upon all those who have not seen and still choose to believe. You know, let me just stop there for a minute. You know, a lot of times I, I had that thought at one stage. I thought, oh, if I was just there, if I could just see, if he was there and he said it, I would, I too would have faith. Uh, I forgot about Thomas, but you know, <laughs> okay, but. Listen to what Jesus says regarding Thomas. Uh, John 20 verse 29. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed. Stop there. Blessed. Do you understand? Jesus is saying there is a blessing now on what I'm about to say. Are you ready? He says, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Hallelujah. So if you want Jesus to turn up, you're going to miss out on a blessing. Do you know, when I, when I saw that scripture, was the day I said, Jesus, don't appear to me. That's right. There's a lot of people that have asked Him to appear, and they've appeared to Him. I said, I want this blessing. Mm-hmm. I want to do stuff that you said is possible without seeing you. That's right. Amen. You're going to grow a whole church full of people that are going to be doing unbelievable things without seeing you. We know we don't need to see. We know. Amen. Of course, when I get to heaven, I don't have a choice. But you know. <laughs> I won't walk around like this, okay? <laughs> I've been thrilled to see him. But do you understand? Can I, can I, and let, me, let me just say this. Let me tell you why. Because you lose a certain level of faith as soon as you see. Do you know faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen? As soon as you see, you don't need faith anymore because you see it. So if you want to grow in faith, then you need to say, keep the things away that are going to compromise my faith. Of course, it's a harder life, but it's a higher life and it has potential for more power. People think, oh, if I just see God, and, you know, and they have done some extraordinary things. But I, I believe that God is looking for those people that are in this category. They haven't seen, they've still believed, and they've accomplished things that nobody else ever did. That's a testimony I want to go home with. Don't you? Add it to this. To help us walk in the power that Jesus walked in, we also have the Lord saying in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Remember, we're again talking about the fact that the, power, the, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me okay, to do all of these things. So we're looking at how that relates to us. Great that He was anointed, but what about us? So here we have in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me. Notice He says, you shall receive power. Okay, so that power is there. Do you know that power doesn't come without the anointing? Do you know that anointing has power contained in it? Do you know when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that's an anointing? Okay, so notice that this power comes with the Holy Spirit. Can I say it another way? This power comes with the anointing. Can I say it like that? Is that okay? Alright, okay. So he says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me. And notice he says, you shall be witnesses to me. You won't... (laughs) I'm going to use an accent now. You won't talk people's head off. Okay? That's not being a witness, that's being annoying. 
Okay? <laughs> we need to understand something. That he says that the power is going to help you become a witness, not your mouth. Which means, see again, we come back to this again. This isn't about how good an argument you have to get someone saved. And I, I thank God for the people that are out there that are giving us more information and knowledge and we can you know, talk to people intelligently. Amen? But you know what? There is still the thing. If you stand there and you do something that nobody else can believe, guess what? You're done. Forget all the arguments. There it is. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. Okay? And that's what this is talking about. You'll receive power. And then you'll become witnesses. Amen? You know, I, I think one of the... And again, people's wills are involved. Don't get me wrong. Okay? But, you know, one of the greatest people that are, are I guess, anti-faith, so to speak, is the guy that goes around in a wheelchair, you know, meant to be a real intellect. Somebody goes lay hands on him and just gets him healed. That'll end the whole thing. Do you know that will end it? Do you hear me? If we were able to do that, if we were just able to do it, now, like I said, people's wills are involved. And, and it depends on what they're following and, you know, how they've been deceived. And, and remember, Jesus, in his own hometown, he could do no mighty works. Because they would not believe. Huh? Get it? We'll get to that. We'll see that. But again, see, that would take care of it, wouldn't it? You know, if you were just able to do that, and just stand there and boom, out the chair, now try to argue your way out of that one. There is a level, like I said again, okay? You understand that he would have to be willing, and I don't think he would be. Okay? Some people, it's, isn't it amazing how some people fight against what is good for them to hang on to a lie? I think that is extraordinary. Do you know one of the things that I had to do was get to the place where I said to God, I'm no longer going to be afraid to know the truth. I don't want a half-truth from the devil. Because the devil says, I've got the truth, and he gives you half-truths. And so it's kind of true, but it's not really. Huh? Okay, did that with Adam and Eve. But the thing, I'm, I'm talking about real truth from God Himself. And I said to Him, I'm not afraid. You talk to me. And you tell me things. And if I'm going in the wrong direction, by all means, tell me I'm going in the wrong direction. I will change. Do you know why? Because I want to be accurate. I want to be right. Because only then things will start to work. Amen. Not what we hope is right, but what is actually right. That's what works. But there are some people that can't, that just can't do that. Because then their whole belief system falls. Then you have to ask the question, hang on, what is it that's driving your life? What you hope is right? Or what is actually right? Amen? Yeah, exactly. And you have the whole thing about, yeah, Jamie saying that, you know, that you wasted my whole life and blah, 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 you know. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, exactly. You know, so many people, and I've, I've even seen religious people have that. Saying, oh, I thought God was, you know, this, that, and everything else, and now they're at the end of my life. And yeah, but you know what? That those are people that live in religion, not what I'm talking about. Religion will always let you down, even if it's Christianity. If it's religion, it will let you down. 
Just ask the Pharisees and Sadducees that went to hell. Jesus said, you're all going to hell. <laughs> so that's something. Getting back to this. Right, sorry about that. Uh, so he, again, he says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. And it's all over the place. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Thank God, because here we are. Now, returning to Luke four eighteen, the first thing that Jesus said that he was anointed to do, getting back to this, he said was to preach the gospel to the poor. Alright, so first of all, I looked at his anointing, because he said he was anointed to do all these things. The first thing was to preach the gospel to the poor. And by doing so, eradicate poverty permanently. Now, in fact, uh, and we need to understand this. When he said, see, Jesus wasn't going to preach a gospel to the poor to say, oh, you are going to stay poor. Remember, he is bringing deliverance. How do you bring deliverance to a poor person? You tell them, this is how you stop being poor. This is how you get out. Amen? Remember, all of this is deliverance. This isn't about, oh, you're blessed that you don't have anything. Oh, you're so blessed. People look at that, and they only read to that point, and they think, it's a blessing to be poor. No, no, no. You have to read what it said before that. He's anointed to come and deliver a message, starting with people who don't have anything. Yeah, as Jamie said, you know, those are the people that listen most. Because <laughs> you know? they have nothing, okay? They have nothing to lose either. You know, this is, they have nothing. Just talk, we'll listen, we'll do whatever. So, <laughs> this is why, you know, the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 8 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That you, through his poverty, might stay poor? Become. No. Notice he said that might become rich. That's the message he preached to the poor. You don't have to be poor anymore. Are you getting this? See, we need to go back to this. Can we stop being religious for a minute? Okay? Religion says that, you know, poverty is good for the soul and everything else. Okay? Listen carefully. But Genesis says, and then God made man in His image after his likeness, and said, let them have dominion. Right? So when he comes back, this is what the devil has done to bring them so far down where they can't even afford things anymore. These people that are meant to be having dominion can't even afford to, you know, to eat that day. So what do you think the first thing he's going to do? Remember, behold what manner of love. That we should be called the children of God. How can people that are made in His image and His likeness be like that? Get it? See, James used this, this kind of analogy, and he said, how can you be at church and praise God one hand, and then go and curse people that are made in His image and His likeness? Can I run a parallel? How can you say that people that are made in His image and His likeness remain poor? How can you say that to people like that? How can you? That was never something God designed or destined. Amen? That was never a part of His plan. So don't say that now that's noble and everything, because that's just not where you're meant to be. Okay, now please don't, don't think, oh, you know, no, 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 I'm not talking about covetous. I'm not talking about greedy. I'm just talking about having what you need. And then helping other people with the rest. You can't do anything if you don't have it. Huge revelation to some people, you know. 
Anyway, so that's the reason why it says here that you through his poverty might become rich. So this is what Jesus died for. We can see here, the Apostle Paul tells us what he did. This is the gospel he preached to the poor. You don't have to be poor anymore. Amen. So not only would Jesus preach to the poor, but he would also go on to pay the price for us all on the cross, exchanging our poverty for his riches. And why the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all of your need, all of your need, all your need. Not some of it, all of it. Amen? If you ever say out of your mouth, you know, we really need, there it is. There's your scripture. (laughs) Okay? Whether you really need it or whether you just need it a little bit, there it is. Okay? will supply all it according to not your circumstances. Yeah, but you don't know the job I have. You don't know the situation I'm in. Thank God the rest of the verse didn't have anything to do with that. Do you get this? According to His riches in glory by Christ. Now, wait a minute. If, if God is going to supply all of your need down here, physical, earthly, okay, pay electricity bill, whatever, okay, all of your need, according to his riches in glory. Hang on a second. I can't see that. Uh, that's spiritual realm. That's uh, uh, Jesus. Uh, that stuff won't pay the bill. What's the currency? F A I T H. Okay? That's the currency. That's what pulls it in because he's saying, I've got it. You say, that's great for you, but I've got the bill. please get this you guys need to get this okay because I'm trying to get something across to you you've got the bill he's got the money except his money can't pay your bill right now look look at the scripture look at what it says but my God shall meet all of your need do you need to pay your electricity bill yeah if you want to keep the lights on okay according to not the bank okay not money deposited in your account, which would be really nice, but he says according to his riches, suddenly we, we, we skipped a groove, we went somewhere else. If you can believe, you can have it. Whatever need that you have, it comes back to all things are possible to him that believes. Are you getting this now? So he's saying, listen, it's not that you work harder, and please work, okay? You weren't lazy. We're not lazy people, okay? It's, it's not that you, you know, it's not about that. It's not about doing overtime and missing church on Sunday and everything else. It's about believing. It's about drawing out from somewhere else to bring something into this realm to pay something physical with something spiritual. And what's standing in between the two of those things is you, your heart, and what you believe. If you can get this revelation, you'll be really blessed. There are things that have your name today in heaven because you need them. Not because you just desire them, you need them right now. You need them. And you need to know today that it's there waiting for you to receive. And griping about it and having a pity party about it and all of those things don't work. Jesus didn't say any of those things. Jesus Jesus didn't say any of those things would move the mountain. He said, if you believe, that will do it. 
Yeah, but I don't have... No, 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 no. He didn't say don't figure... He didn't say figure it out. He didn't say if you can figure out what I'm going to do, <laughs> okay, then you can have it. No. He said just believe. So, you have an electricity bill. You need to pay the thing. The poor need to eat. You know what he was teaching them? Faith. He's saying, why are you concerned about what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Do you know your father knows you have need of all these things? You know what you need to do? You need to learn how to receive. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Know how the thing works. And all of this stuff will get given to you. It will be added to you. You won't have to work for it. You, your faith will receive it. So that's, that's, the, that's the gospel he was preaching them. Before we go any further, it is vitally important that we dispel the belief that following after God and submitting to His will leads to poverty. On this matter, Jesus himself said in Mark chapter 10, verses uh, 29 and 30, He says, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife. Don't you love that? Those are all singular. Would have been bad if he said wives or fathers or mothers. Okay? Brothers and sisters, you can have lots of, but you need to have one of everything else. <laughs> okay? Right. okay? He says, for my sake and the gospel. Alright? So notice he says, whoever... This is, now he's saying this is... Have you ever heard people talk about the cost of following God? Yeah. Have you heard about that? People used to feel sorry for me. I said, don't feel sorry for me. I'm just growing my faith. Once I get there, I will get there. Don't worry about it. Okay, just do what God tells you to do. That's all I'm asking you to do. <laughs> Some people don't want to do that. Anyway, he said he'll, re- he'll meet all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Which is, I believe that. I believe that. Amen. That's why I don't ever whine about anything. <laughs> if he can't handle it, why am I doing following What am I doing following him? Are you with me? So here it is. Here's a scripture, okay? He says, assuredly, assuredly, assuredly. You know why? Because people don't believe this. He said, assuredly, I say to you that there is no one who has left. No one who has left house or brothers or sisters, sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, verse 30, who shall not receive a hundredfold. Yeah, brother, in the sweet by and by. Stop it. Keep reading. He says, shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. A hundredfold now in this time. Can I say it again? A hundredfold now not in heaven, in this time. You are to receive a hundredfold now in this time. And just to make sure that he is talking about now in this time, he goes and says, houses and brothers and sisters. Watch now, this is interesting. And mothers. Why did he change from singular to plural? And Jesus is preaching. And one of the attendants comes up and says to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside wanting to talk to you. And he said, Who are my mother and brothers? But those who do the will of my father. See, when you give up your mother, you get mothers back. You'll have all kinds of people that will mother you and look after you. If that, if that mother is going to rebel and say, If you follow that Jesus person, you're going to get disowned and kicked out of the family. and Go for it. You're going to leave one mother and get a whole bunch of others. And these ones will believe with you and won't be a pain in this. No. <laughs> okay? That's why, it's, that's why it's such a blessing to have a family that all believes. 
Isn't it wonderful to have a mummy and a daddy that will stand together with you and believe? Don't take that stuff for granted because there are some people that have to leave their mummy and their daddy to follow the Lord. Amen? Amen. But look what you get. You get mummies and lands. Notice he says, uh, and mothers and children and lands. (laughs) I I really wish he didn't say the next bit. With persecutions. Because people won't like you. They get upset when you do well. Did you know that if you're poor, if you're religious and poor, that works for them. Yes. If you're religious and rich, oh. Now I understand some people have an issue for, you know, and I have issues with certain people, because they get religious, they get rich, and then they get covetous. That's not good. Amen? Religious, rich, and generous is what we're looking for. Hallelujah. Okay. He says, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, land with persecution. And, and, notice there's something else. And in the age to come, eternal life. Which means you don't have to substitute one for the other. You can have both. Amen. You know why this is such a thing? Because just before this, we have the incident with the rich young ruler. And he's going to say something that they're going to misunderstand. And people have misunderstood for generations, centuries in fact. They're going to say that rich people can't enter into heaven. Okay? They're going to say, see Jesus said that, you know, and we'll look at that scripture when we get to it by the way, okay? All right. They're going to say, oh, see, Jesus said it's impossible for a rich person to enter into heaven. But watch what Jesus does right after that. He goes on to say this, that you can be rich and still get in. You can have it all now and still have eternal life. Amen? But it can't have you. You can have money, but money better not have you. That's why he said you can't serve God and money. You can't serve God and money. He didn't say you can't serve God and, not ha- and have money. You can serve God and have money, but you, better, you can't serve God and serve money. You can't do both. The last part of the verse uh, in Matthew 6 tells us the thing that we already talked about, where Jesus says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Matthew 6, 31 to 33, yeah? After all these things, the Gentiles seek for your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Let's stop there. We'll come back. We'll pick it up there. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we thank you today.